Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Welcome back to Joycast, everybody. How are we doing? More, on? It's more like the newscast. We're gonna gonna go back to our Saturday jump roots and kind of like react to. There was a lot of news that happened like at the very beginning of this week in regards to uh, manga. And yeah. some other anime-related news we want to address, even though we're kind of behind on that. But we're, we're, we, it's worth discussing on our end. Um, but let's start. Um, let's just jump right into it. Yoshihiro Togashi, uh, Hunter 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 Hunter's uh, manga is coming back, Val. For how long? Exactly right. It's like I want to be optimistic here. Um, so well, he, I mean, basically, you and I we, have literally said the other week, not even that long ago, that neither of us can be bothered. With Hunter Hunter at this stage, right? Yeah, and I agree, but that doesn't stop him from opening up a, a Twitter account and getting nearly two million followers in the first day. Val, it doesn't matter what we feel about Hunter Hunter. The <laughs> world wants more Hunter Hunter, and they shall get it. I am happy for everyone involved. I'm just concerned because the last time we left Togashi. Dude wasn't doing too well. No, no, he's he has a a lot of health problems, doesn't he? It's a lot of health problems. So, but he it's been nearly five years since the last chapter. So apparently Wait, things what? changed. No, it has not. It's been nearly five years, Val. Re I I caught that, that that can't be. No. Yes. I, I remember it. It was not that long ago, even. I, I was speaking with people that I no longer speak to or anything. Oh my god, it has nearly been five years. Nearly five years so the man has apparently rested enough i hope that's the case the optimist in me says that he has struck some sort of deal with shonen where he will just make as many chapters as he feel likes and fucks off i think i think we're getting one chapter a month and maybe a volume's worth and i think that he'll take more time off and then do that again on repeat i i certainly hope that is the case but frankly it's like does the man have what it takes anymore like, like I said, between health problems, between desire, between the current state of Shonen Jump. Well, he's pre-playing chapters. On Twitter, he mentioned he had four chapters ready. So we know we're getting at least four chapters. Uh, but to me, it's the fact that it's the current state of things. I don't think Shonen's going to let him do much, if at all. I think they're going to let him pace himself. As they should, as, as I think is reasonable. I mean, how old is he now? Like, 70? I mean, he ain't that old. What the fuck? He ain't that old, are you sure? He's, like, you know, been doing it for a while. I mean, yeah, but what's a while? A while is relative, man. He's not 70. No, you're right. He's 56. What the fuck? Why was I, like, certain he was, like, 70 or something? Probably because he married the I woman who made, like, I don't know. Sailor Moon, yes. Yeah, yeah, he married the woman who did Sailor Moon. I know, I know it's like, if he dies, she's gonna finish it supposedly well she was working on it was the thing and naoko tekuchi like tekuchi she was that that was the last time we left tagashi sensei like it was like he was all his back was fucked up he was like basically dying and she was basically drawing it for him that is probably why i had the impression that he was like 70 just because of the the fact that everyone talking about like his physical health and i was like i mean perhaps physically that is, maybe he is maybe manga has aged him that much but i don't know but he seems like he's very excited to get back into it so I, I i hope he's i hope he's doing well i really hope he's doing well and i hope 
he's really gonna bring it. Well, of course I hope he's doing well. I mean, I've never been one to be like, you know, I hope people I don't know are getting fucked up or anything, but it, it, it's one of those things where I, I just specifically remember last time he released a chapter, people complained because literally he had empty panels with writing because he was just, like, expositing dialogue, basically. Exactly. Explaining the rules of these new powers or something like that. Yeah, Dodoro was getting a little nervous when they were when they were conceiving that. That's back when he was probably just doing his pitch. He's like, alright, so I'm gonna do just paragraphs in the panels instead of actual art. And they're like, oh, Tagachi's already doing that right now. Yeah, Fuck. no, it's like, that's why I'm like, is, is it really a good thing? Because I always thought Hunter Hunter was one of those things where people kind of said, oh, it unofficially ended a while ago because gone got what he wanted there was like all that and then there was like a shift of focus on Killua now and everything going on there and as far as I'm aware like you know there were some cool things but people weren't really meshing with it that well yes, and on top of things probably showing its age but no but I mean again 2 million followers on Twitter they're very passionate about this. He's got a reader base. Shonen's ready for this. I just feel like, I mean, I'm fucking nervous after Kentaro. And I think Shonen is as well, because we've seen them demonstrate their concern. They've been, a lot of Mega in the past year have been getting some extra time off. They forced Black Clover's um, writer on an extended hiatus. He didn't want to go on hiatus. And they said, no, motherfucker, you're resting. So they, they're playing things very carefully because they don't want the situation on their hands. So if... Tagashi feels this is right, and a shonen feels this right? Hell yeah, let's go. So that kind of segs way into the cancelization of, uh, Ayashimon. A lot of people are blaming Hunter x Hunter for Ayashimon getting cancelled. Which I think is bullshit. Guys, that's not how this happens. Shonen, it, the, lots of manga getting cancelled is very common on shonen. This is not a new thing. You're just more aware of it now. I, I'm curious, what what note did it end on? Like, have you read it? I read the second to last chapter, because so our Discord members brought it to our attention. They said, hey, does this look familiar? And they did a meta chapter, like Hunter's Guild did, where it starts, like, it starts talking about manga writing and storytelling, and I'm like, ooh, this feels very defeatist. This might be the end. And everyone's like, nah, it, it felt pretty cool. And then sure as shit, days later, Ayashimon confirmed, canceled. The, the chapter coming out right now as we're recording is the, uh, is the end. It's, it's, uh, it's going down. So I haven't read it, but it, but it's ended. I'm kind of, I mean, now I don't want to say I'm glad and everything. I'm just more like. You were defending it when it first came out. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was defending both of them because you were you were being a, a tyrant, being like, "Duran, Duran, fucking piece of get the fuck out of here!" I'm like, "No, leave them alone. They haven't done. They're oh. new. They might they might pick up. Please give them a chance." And you're like, "Fuck well, you!" As and I you said backhanded before with Ayashiman, Ayashiman had good art. Ayashiman had great art and had a lot of promise. But my problem, my biggest problem with it. With, um, because we're not gonna keep talking about Doran, okay? I, it's, it's a fucking dead yeah, yeah. horse. I get it, I get it, Ivan. Pie charts, the police are evil, I, I, I get it, I've, I've heard but it Ayashi, all. But Yashiman is the fact that that was not a protagonist, that was an elevator pitch. Alright? You leave your pitch in the elevator. Goku does not aspire to be Jotaro. Deku is not a Naruto fanboy. Stop it or go write a fucking parody, okay? Enough of this. I'm tired of this. And, and now that they're doing this meta shit now, I am going to go back and now freaking, um, Cry criticize Hunter's Red. Guild. Oh, oh, oh. I don't like that. I, I don't like this now. Is this, is this the new trend? 
where you're 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 mad you know your manga's getting the axe and now you throw a hissy fit and start being meta and think you're fucking smart and brilliant no go write a parody stop it you're writing an original story you are in shonen jump that is a fucking privilege no matter how long you last there all right i'm tired of it. i'm uh, i've seen it twice now and now i'm tired of it no no i i, I can appreciate that yeah no because i remember thinking like the hunter's guild thing wasn't spiteful, but I did feel like it, to a degree it was kind of. It, at the at the moment, because he was the first to do it in a long time. I'm and sure it was like, he's eh, eh, okay. Eh. I gotta say, I'm sure he's not. No, no, he's not. He's not the first. Yeah. No, not the first. But I said the first in recent memory to pull that little stunt. So it was funny and interesting because you because we knew for a long time it was going down. Like basically, like five chapters in, we knew it was getting axed. Whereas Ayashiban, nobody knew until like just a couple days ago, after they did the meta shit. So it feels like this was a very sudden thing. And because of how sudden it was, because the news came out at the exact same time as Hunter x Hunter, there's this conspiracy theory now that they canceled Ayashiban to make room for Hunter x Hunter. And it's like, no, there's a new one, Area Alien. There's a bunch of new shit already coming out already. Like that's just the way Shonen is because in the current, like it now it like, very recently, yes, there have been a lot of cancellations, but we have periods like that all the time. And as and and because it's so normalized now, it makes sense because Shonen's biggest competition right now is itself. We talked about the zombie series last week. That's a very important thing, as is Jump Plus. We're talking fucking uh, zombie death, whatever it's. The term, the term was um, coined by Super Eye Patch Wolf, and and we've been running with it. It's called a zombie series. When it ends and its sales are even better than it was to start, and it's even better than Active Manga currently running, and to the point where Shonen actually has to compare. Mm. We discussed this last week, but more importantly, more relevantly, it's Jump Plus is the one that's really spooking them. Do you mean like how like Demon Slayer ended and yet it's still like getting loads yes. of freaking sales? The and fact everything. that Demon Slayer is done and it's still selling better than One Piece. Yeah. No, it's crazy, God. Yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. But yeah, but we've already talked at length of this last week. Jump's biggest competition is itself. So if someone is lagging even slightly behind, they're gonna be fucking ruthless about it. Mm. This is a, this was always a ruthless magazine and even more so now because it also has a digital sister company that is kicking its ass. Mm. So it's looking at those numbers and going, we don't even have to put this to print and make more money. So you really, you really got to justify yourself on the page now. If we're wasting ink on you, you better bring it. I really would say that's it's kind of an unfair comparison because the jump plus and everything that's like it's very unfair because accessibility is yeah a exactly very key like factor. we can access jump plus and add to that shit yeah it's basically. very and uh, yeah they are forced to consider the international market thanks to jump plus hmm. and that's what's going on and basically what we've been begging for years is for the international market to start influencing the main magazine. And we might be seeing it finally, where they're like, no one gives a fuck about this yokai shit. Hmm. We could, we we might finally be seeing the death of the Demon Slayer trope that was like rehashed. Cause you can't say Demon Slayer was a wholly original concept, but it definitely, it reinvented the wheel is what it did. I literally didn't read Demon Slayer because I opened them when, yeah, I can already see 
everything at going face to value, but it's got a lot of it's got a lot oh, of. I'm sure it does. I, I, it's a it's it's a little rocky. It's a little rocky Balboa of an anime, and so it deserves its praise. My my demon hunter manga that was Chainsaw Man. It was fucking Chainsaw Man. That's another. That's another. That's another Rocky too. And Chainsaw Man. I I, I am like. I'm, I think Chainsaw Man is actually going to jump plus. I am fairly certain. Yeah. Because again, international market. They, they're going, the Americans love this shit. And so they're, and they're like, okay, who has better access to that? Jump plus does. So that's what, that's what people are begging for right now. People are hoping that the ones that are getting canceled are moving to jump plus. But I think they're comparing to jump plus and going, well, this wouldn't do well on jump plus. So why would we bother? putting on our own magazines so it, it's weird it's very complicated even the factors that we are discussing right now are only a fraction of the factors that are in, in play that decide how these series go we we there are many things we still don't understand because that's effectively what happened to hunter's guild it, it had everything going for it but sales but there are things that are still selling worse than hunter's guild that are still running on shonen jumps bang magazines so it's a confluence of things it's very complicated, but you can't help but speculate, especially with the big elephant in the room right now being Jump Plus. Mm. It's changing the rules right now. I still think it's hard to compare them both, like, you know, to the magazine that is, like, pretty much exclusively published in Japan. But Viz publishes in the West, and they and they take the best ones and they put it on Viz.com. Oh, yeah, That's how sure. we read Jump. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you, like, you, it, the future is digital. The magazine is practically half digital already. Mm. It's thing, it is something to consider right now. It's, it, as much as they drag their feet on it, Jump Plus is dragging them like they are digging their feet in and jump plus is going sorry but these are things you have to consider now hmm. and we know this because we we've they've already announced things switching over to jump plus most notably chainsaw man the fact that that thing is so successful on print and they're like no why even waste the money printing it now we'll wait for volume sales because spy x family and kaiju number eight are saying you can go digital start and then make more on volume sales. That's somebody. That's somebody. Someone in our Discord this week was like, "You should read Jujutsu Kaisen. It's the top selling." I said, "Yo, by that, by that metric, I'm already, I'm already reading the top seller, Spikes Family. Give it a couple more months. It's going to eclipse everybody." Pretty much. It is doing so, and it makes sense. We have not had a proper discussion about the Spikes Family anime. No, yeah. And I want to briefly mention. Because I really love the Dr. Stone manga, but I'm not a big fan of the anime. Yeah, you mentioned that the, the other anime, day. The anime just kind of is more like a... It's not a, it's not a motion manga. Like, Way of the House Husband is more like that, whatever that one's called. Oh, yeah, no, that's because the manga care literally went, yeah, don't even anime it, and Netflix were like, oh... Oh, thank God! Thank God, oh, we don't have to... Yeah, but, but, but in some ways, like, Stone Wars definitely improved upon the animation. And, I mean, thank God Toho produces the Dr. Stone anime, because in the hands of anyone else, that would be a disaster. Mm. Toho likes to give things budget, but even with that budget, Dr. Stone is really not designed to be animated. It is designed to look like a Greek, a Greek it's drawn sculpture. Like, it's, born by, it's drawn by fucking Boichi. It's like a bizarre Well, I mean, I'm not saying that Boichi, Boichi animation can't... Say Boichi, um, no, 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 I'm not saying that. Uh, it I mean, can't be animated. It's, it's, one of, it's like a berserk thing, I'm saying. 
it, it, it looks so good that if you animate it, obviously you got to apply motion, all that shit. So you can't be as detailed. You can't well, do I that shit. Well, I argue that the, that the Golden Age arc and the movies look great. I'm just saying if you go back to the... Look, the movie looks fine. But yes, but yes, the manga is better than the animation. I agree. But this isn't just, a, this isn't just about the superiority of the page. I'm also discussing the fact that Dr. Stone just was not intended to be animated. They, they, they It is intentionally, purposefully looks like Greek sculptures. They make a lot of Greek references. That is the point. They are sta The fact that they are petrified in statue, the point is things are supposed to be still. There's not a lot of proper kinetic energy to Dr. Stone. That's one of my complaints about the manga. It's very cluttered. It's very wordy. Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully it's not paragraphs. But it, it, everything is meant to look like a mural or a Greek statue. It's supposed to be frozen in time i was that saying that point. in that respect though it's something like talking that if anything wouldn't that be it's, it's like a i don't know it's like a jojo's bizarre adventure part three kind of thing you know there's not like like there's good animation in it but for the most part the characters like aren't no, see, no, I, all the time no yeah i here's the thing because i know I, as soon as i bring up greek statues i know jojo was coming to play yeah yeah that yeah. jojo was meant to be animated and the and not just animated that thing was meant to be stylized the color the the anime does such a great favorite again if it wasn't if it was another studio it never would have worked out david production understood the assignment the only thing i wish it had is alt color palette i don't know productions of the series right i i, I agree with that too but no, uh, but i, I, wanna, I, 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 I would legitimately be happy ivan if every episode of jojo's bizarre adventure had like a different color palette too or something like that it would be a little that would be a little too much but i definitely agree that arcs should have different color. The, if you're talking about, if there was a, a, a part that did that correctly, it was part four. Part four really liked to play with the color a lot. Yeah. Of all of all of them, it played with the color the most. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, side tangent, I wanna keep talking, because why, why I'm, we're discussing this, because of Spike's family. As long as it remains consistent, the Spike's family anime is expounding upon the manga. It is adding in the best way. Because if you look back, I've been rereading the manga now. The manga, the early arcs, or the early chapters, are very rushed. Because again, it was Jump Plus. This was very early, young Jump Plus. It was very experimental. They were told to never feel, those writers were never told to feel safe. And to not plan for the long haul. And, um, it, and it's funny because, so, they feel a bit rushed. And the best example is... Episode 5 in the anime, chapter... Uh, I don't remember, but it's it's the castle. It's the it's the big uh, Lloyd Man saga that we call it now. In the, in the manga, that's only like five panels. In the anime, it's like half and the main focus of our episode. And it's really good. And it's really fun. And it doesn't feel like filler. It's something you really want to see. And that's not the only example. Like, they definitely add more to these episodes. They, they let things linger just a little bit longer. You get a few extra lines of dialogue. You get to see the, 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 the Forger family hang out and enjoy themselves just a little bit more. It's really well-paced. It still doesn't feel overlong. Like, they're doing such a great job. And this is also very topical because of uh, Super Smartphone that I want to keep bringing up. No, oh, yeah. The pacing, it's, if I have one complaint right now about Super Smartphone, the pacing is very rushed right now. 
They just jumped into like the climax of a fucking raid right now. And it's literally the first panel of chapter three. And it's like, whoa, that escalated very quickly. How the fuck did we get here? Because it's doing a very jo bad job of me caring about the, um, they're putting the su the supporting cast in danger right now, but I haven't given I haven't been given enough time to care about them. So that's the biggest problem with smartphone right now. And I'm wondering that if this is, if this is successful, if it gives an anime, and God pray Toho gets its hands on it, is it gonna get a little more room to breathe? I was gonna say uh, I think one of the things that actually brought down Hunter's Guild was probably its pacing. I really do think that a lot of these manga. Well, the moment it was taking its it was taking its time. It took its fucking time with that werewolf fight, man. It took its time, and then the moment it knew it was getting canceled, it just fucking sped up. You have a it gun, and it will shoot. It will. It is, this gun, this book gun, it's going to shoot my editor in the fucking face. It's gonna shoot my editor face. His blood to spatter across the fucking windows of Shueisha. And it's like, whoa! Then no one will fuck with me. No and one no one would dare with me, assistant, assistant, uh, uh, fucking inker on My Hero Academia. <laughs> Calm down, bro. Calm down. It's just a drawing. <laughs> I'm no. I'm, I'm actually angry for him, though. No, I, um, I know you are. You fucking loved that. You were so. I was. I, I, I was thought Hunter's Guild was cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm a bitch, and I and I somewhat enjoy your suffering, but like it, I, it was funny as fuck to me when you only just a true turned around. Would. It was just funny as fuck to me when you turned around like ah, it's fucking dead. And you yeah, told me you about won't, how- you won't see me- you won't see me throw a fit like that until, um, fucking Yomi no Sugai gets cancelled. Oh, god, yeah. No, I- 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 I, just, I didn't read that fucking chapter, actually. Even though I was already it's brought fine. up- It's fine, you're like, not- again, it's very Monster of the Week. You're not missing anything, it's just a very easy, breezy read. Oh yeah, for sure, but that um, last chapter, last- that last fucking month, god, it has been a while. Actually, I should- no, actually, no, there is something worth discussing about Yomi Sky. The brother and sister have already, uh, reunited now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're already teamed up with the supposedly evil guys. That's my only confusion right now, is- Now, this one feels a bit rushed. Cause I'm like, I thought we were gonna have some foreplay here. I thought we were gonna build to that reunion and they just kinda went for it. So I'm a little bit concerned about Yomi Sugai right now because I don't know how it's performing. I only have the jump numbers. I don't know how the other magazines do. I'm admittedly no longer sure if she really went into Yomi no Sugai with a plan. With a long-term plan. I think she has a plan. I just don't think, I think she was also told to temper expectations. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm feeling that like- I, I think modern, modern manga, especially shonen genre, I think is told to live fast, to have a good time, not a long time. I think they're all living recklessly these days. Only Hiromu Arakawa could make me like try and keep up with a monthly updating manga from release. Exactly. I would never do this for anyone else besides like Vinland Saga. Hmm. How's that been but, uh, going? Cuz that's it's in like It's it's kind of spinning its wheels right now. They're kind of just chilling. Spoiler they're in America right now. Yeah. And they're kind of just chilling. They're farming. It's another farmland saga is what it is. Uh, but now but now there's indigenous people and they're pretty cool and there's some tension there because they're kind of preparing for a bit of a collision of course and it's supposedly supposed to be ending very soon but i'm like i'm afraid they're gonna rush the ending because <sighs> otherwise it feels like my hero academia did at the end of last year where they're just kind of biding their time and then it's just gonna like explode at once that's what it feels like that being said am i wholly satisfied with my villain saga experience hell yeah it is still one of my favorite things to read right now Good, good. 
And that's all that matters. I was trying to think what else was on the docket for a minute. Oh, yeah. So last week we talked about how Boichi does like a million projects at once. And we shouldn't like completely rule out why Dr. Stone ended. Yeah. Um, and sure as shit, Inagaki fucking starts tweeting about the fact that Dr. Stone's not over. Yeah, but you also said the other day, we, we, we briefly had that discussion where it's like, you're not sure if he's like referring to... Yeah, that's my... So I'm speculating that he might be referring to the Ryusui tie-in special that's confirmed this summer. But don't put it past Shonen to Greenlight spinoffs. Because they did that... Or they Dr. Stone had a spinoff that did very well. The um, They called it a reboot episode of Ray or some shit. That robot AI that yeah. space shuttle mm -hmm. um, one. That was actually a lot of fun. I'm wondering if they're going to do another one of those with a different artist or if Boichi's like, oh, yeah, I'm game for another one. Because, again, that motherfucker is a busy bee. He 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 has a lot of time, apparently. I just really need to get into something new because, as you know, I dropped off. That, that's why I'm looking forward to the anime because I it's not that I can't be bothered to read it, but there were times where I was like... I know, I, at this point... We, we've had like, this discussion. I, I, it, Dr. Stone went against what I feel like a manga should be. It should be like a 50-50 on like words... And writing. I don't want to be bombarded with a million fucking words when I'm reading yeah, a manga. Like, I will say, as much as I hate fucking expository manga, Dr. Stone really treads the line. It wasn't always like that. It, it, it was towards the end that this really... Basically, post... Like, I mean, Corn post City. Stone and War. It was Corn, post no, Corn, Stone War. It was Corn, no, it was Corn City, because Treasure Island was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was Corn City onward, where it started getting very wordy, and it was really treading the line. Yeah. And that's where I even I was kind of falling off Dr. Stone. And then I got excited again when after the um the post uh Corn City War, the uh where they teased like almost like a bit of a restart, and then they're like, nah, we're just gonna fucking Yeah, rush we're, gonna, the we're, end. we're just gonna skip over the little fucking applehead girls like thing. I, I remember you telling me about Suica, that. Suica, yes, yeah, no, Suica. Suica basically Suica had oh no, Suica got her time. She had her she had a couple chapters to herself. It was afterward, like, okay. We're gonna kind of condense the cast, and like, nah, it's not that we're condensing the cast. It's like it's just all Senku and his fucking um, spatial crew, and then we're, even then we're not gonna focus on anything. We're not gonna enjoy this moon battle. It's yeah. just over, and, and it was really disappointing. So I'm hoping that um, the way that Spike's family has been expounding on the manga, I'm hoping that the Doctor Stone anime, if it gets that far, also expounds upon that final arc. I hope they give it a little more breath breathing room. Because it because it deserves it. It was really it was conceptually really cool. I still think like when you told me about the way that Doctor Stone ended and everything, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, it was a that, huge bummer. That, it was that, a huge bummer. I was like, no, that feels like a fucking fever dream or something like that. The way it ended, where it's like fucking tiny, yeah. it, all the gauntlets or, or, or the Medusa things are just aliens or whatever. It was, but that was something that people theorized, speculated right from the very beginning. That it was an alien parasite. Hmm. Really. The parasite. Yeah, oh yeah, there's like people. There's people because because Inagaki admitted like very early on in an interview because he was because he was um fucking uh he was subtweeting people um because a lot of because a lot of manga mangas were like I think he was actually subbing Horikoshi especially where he's like hey just because someone guesses your ending doesn't mean you give up on it because I again like the the, the Baku Go theorist in me mm -hmm. um still believes that people guessed it and Horikoshi changed it. And Inagaki fucking subtweeted him on it. It was like, yo, just because people guess doesn't mean you give up on it. Yeah. He, he admitted that people guessed that, um, guessed the, uh, what the Medusas were. And he said, I'm not changing it. I, that, that's what I wanted. No, that's, no, I, I agree. And I still, I, conceptually, I think it's still amazing. It was just the fact that they rushed through it. But I think, I think it was an amazing idea and it very, and it tied very well with the themes of Dr. Stone. 
but they just didn't like give it time there's a lot of worry that one piece is gonna do that because like obviously it's such a big series loads of people are gonna be like making i don't think so i don't think theories. so i don't think so i one piece has lasted so long of course someone has guessed it already and i don't think oda gives a fuck out of any out of anybody why would oda care because it doesn't matter what the because again because he's already stated this since like sabaudi Ar Ar archipelago it doesn't matter what the one piece is it's the journey and oda definitely believes in his own philosophy in that regard see i i hope so but i have heard and it's one of those things where it's like i hear so much stuff in one piece that i'm like is this a real thing because there there are lots of things about one piece that people think are real or do you think it's or are you are you afraid it's inconsistent you think that he never knew in the first place oh no look, i'm not one of those people that tries to be like oda knew everything from the beginning i don't believe that haki was a thing from the start people are all like yeah yeah shakes dead get off the sea monster that means it's not no it's an anime trope that i, haki I, I very agree that he wanted something into. and he was trying to work on it mm. but he never had a hard confirmed power he didn't have his magical system confirmed until late in the game and that's fine when you're there that long because he's because he because if you go back to old interviews with oda he said that he had a plan like one piece was only supposed to be like five years yeah and it makes sense sky pia does feel like an end game of sorts yeah no yeah dude sky pia the honestly. fact that it takes the fact that it's become re relevant now is why i believe one piece is getting close to an ending mm. because i feel like he had some ideas there and went oh this is gonna last a while. Yeah, but it's the kind okay, of ending. It's the that. kind of ending that all mangaka say is going to be, where it's like we're in Endgame and it's gonna be like another five years. And if we're talking about One Piece, that shit's gonna be like another ten years or something like that. I don't, I don't know, man. Hey, how is Elbaf a filler arc? Is Elbaf just another? Is just a better Long Ring Long Island? Is Elbaf thriller bark? You know, I, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I feel like Elbaf is gonna be the fun one. I feel like Elbaf is gonna be that one that might like push Luffy into like a territory. I want it to, because I want Luffy to be more complicated, probably. Well, I think. Well, here's my theory. Is I, I guess what, guys? We're, it's One Piece podcast God time. Damn it. <laughs> we we try we try not to dedicate so much to One Piece, we just but you can't, can't help, help it. it. Sorry, it's the best. It's the fucking best one Sorry, out. Sorry, we, I, I, we may as well just dedicate another podcast in the week to it. To what? We can't. Pod decast already exists. All I right? know. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. All right. <laughs> I fucking um, love best guy ever. I fucking love him. He's my favorite. He's actually one of my unabashedly one of my favorite content creators. I just wish he. Would I wish he did make, more. I wish I, he did more. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's just say, like, I, I, I hate to be like fucking like nar a big narcissist, but he's literally like the joyride of Anitube. Like, he is so woefully unappreciated. That man busts his ass and does the coolest shit, and he gets so gla glazed over. Remember it's when not he, even Remember cool. when his fucking channel got hacked and was using it for some kind of like I don't know, sc uh, sc scam or something like that for like uh, yes, months. Yeah. He has he has suffered quite frankly that man that man is a fucking martyr to the anitour community he's done nothing wrong and only suffered for it well, I, but I, I, staying on talk topic to the final man. fantasy fans talk to the final fantasy fans they'll they'll find okay reason. fine go on okay fine the final fantasy 6 what's the one that's trying to come out right now i guess my, uh, my, my my translator buddy oh final fantasy so 16 yeah 16 because there's another state of play coming out he's like yo where are my final fantasy 16 clowns <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's I, been I'm, years. I'm more referring to the fact that he was like 
he was like Final Fantasy 7 Remake like in 2015 he was like Final Fantasy 7 Remake is gonna fucking suck I know it's gonna suck fuck all of you and everyone was like no it's gonna be I I'm I'm very ambivalent about that but let's move on let's move on yeah well I want to stick on the topic so again theorize because um, I didn't read this week's chapter, all right? Okay. But okay, basically, basically. If 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 Kaido doesn't get the fuck up and Wano is truly over, I think I think Luffy is finally acknowledged as an emperor of the sea. Hmm. They've already been te- they've already been talking like basically around the world, they've already discussed Luffy. Like they 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 discussed the possibility of him being emperor. They've been discussing think, that boy for years. They've been discussing I, that boy since yeah, for fucking years, for years. Alabasta. I think, but I think he is hard confirmed. I think the next time we see a bounty or a newspaper clip of Luffy after this fight, Luffy is hard confirmed an emperor of the sea. I would like to say so. And if that's the case, I think now we need levity because that's the, always the pacing of One Piece. So I think they go to Elbath now. I think Luffy has such a big dick right now, he has to go to the Island of Giants now. And now we get to let Usopp have his arc. Yeah. I think it, I think it's time to have some fucking fun. Well, here's how I think Elbath's going to go for one thing. I think Elbath, personally, the Giants are very strict people. They got rules and stuff. And customs that they really respect. Yeah, they got rules and customs, but going back, I always just like our, our best look at the giants is always Little Garden, and they're always pretty fun fuckers, though. Well, one of our best actual best look at giants is Big Mom's backstory. True. Where in their home, they're very respectful of their elders. They obviously have customs, and everything like that. I mean, we'll have to see how it goes. But my theory is that Luffy is gonna piss off some giants. Because Luffy, Maybe. as Sky Pier has shown us, doesn't really care much about people's like cultures that much. He really doesn't. When you actually get well, down Luffy to it, Luffy doesn't care about anything restrictive. It has rules. I get he's he's the he's the natural. He's the force of freedom. True, he is. Yeah, I think I think Big Mom escapes and goes Elbath. I kind of think Big Mom should go into hiding for a bit, or like you know. I think no. Back. I think they, I think they finally settle things with her in Elbath. I think she finally goes there, and we finally like get all her shit fucking sorted out and they finally take her ass out you know i've been wanting to bring this up for a while you know what i realized so a lot of people in the one piece fandom going on about bounties and i can't disagree but i i've never been that into bounties as like a power scaling and everything like that but i, I like i know see i'm the exact opposite i like i like bounties but not as power scaling but as notoriety yeah no notoriety i like the fact i like i like the wage treated Oh yeah, I think but, he does a great job. I but don't if you like remember Jaya, Jaya, the Jaya is great. I fucking love Jaya. But the worst thing Jaya did is that it made out, it actually made out bounties to be power scaling because they were all like, "Well, Luffy's got a thirty fucking thousand bounty, and you've got like fifteen thousand, Bellamy. What? You, you can't beat him." Or, or something. I, I can't, yeah, no, I can't but, remember. But, but, if no, it was but like that's the way. It, within that, they proved that that system was bullshit. The fact that it's a it's a system that is always in flux, and sometimes the bounties drop too. So like, it, and, and and that arc d- talks about shit like that. The, is the, it, the Bellamy is 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 an actual criticism of power levels. No, no, he I, isn't. I think, I think, oh, I think, oh, no, there's a good no, because Bellamy takes it seriously. But I'm talking about from the outside. Okay. Talk about the theming. I think Oda designed Bellamy to make fun of power levels. I disagree. I don't think that's and the And the fact case. that people who care about power levels so much are going to get their fucking asses whooped. It's like, yeah, they're there. You can look at them, but don't f- 
fucking take it seriously is just because you have a number in front of you doesn't mean that number is fucking accurate. No, 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 no. Okay, let me, let me let me say this. Here's what I think Jaya actually is. Jaya is that last point where those scraps of people from say the East Blue, where East Blue we can uh, we we can definitely say is very different to uh Grand Line. East Blue had really brutal, pretty grounded characters. Some of them were pretty goofy. You know, you got like Don Creed, man uses chemical warfare. Uh, Captain Kuro, he's got no mercy, treats his crew like shit. He will kill anyone, stuff like that. Then you got like the outliers like Buggy, who is genuinely a comedic character with like a hi that hint of like, you know, evil to him where he's like blowing up towns and shit like that. Jaya is that last point where you have those grounded, dirty characters who look like real fucking pirates and then they say, no, Luffy is a real fucking pirate. These guys ain't shit. And then we go to the Grand Line where we have all these crazy, goofy, eccentric characters. That's what I'd say it is. Like, you know, you got like the dirty bar scene and everything. And uh, Bellamy's like stabbing people over like card games and crap like that. It's like a really dirty, low down place. And then we go to the Grand Line where everything's a little bit more big and like, you know, um, just crazy looking cartoonish almost because the further we've gone into the Grand Line the more like childlike things have gotten like the biggest example being Big, Mom, Big Mom's country where it's literally like an Alice in Wonderland thing everything has a face and a body and yet it's like really evil this is like the real shit that no one actually fucks with you know that's what I'd say that is but I, I really do think because I've watched it recently I know you did too because if you watched Skypea with Stina, I assume you watched Jaya with Stina, right? Yes, we, that's where we started. Yeah, of course, of course. That's what I think is, because, like, everyone does go, Well, Bellamy, you can't beat this guy. He's got this much of a bounty and everything like that, and you've got, like, this much. And then it's like, oh, well, Luffy has 100,000. That's why he can punch you out in a single hit. I don't think Jaya does anything to disprove the power scaling being bounties or anything like that. That's what I feel is wrong with that. Because ever since then, I don't think there's ever been an example of someone who had like a lower bounty than Luffy or something like that being a big issue to him or anything. It's it's never gone against that, as far as I can it, like. It, think. It's fair enough. I just like I know like like I said, it definitely during Jaya, I could definitely see why they use that. But you just go further. I I don't I, again like right now as you mentioned, you don't see Kaido and Big Mom flaunting their bounties they still like bounties still exist but you don't see that you it, it's always a pissing contest within the straw hats it's always it's always petty it's always treated as a petty thing that's what i talk about it's always a petty thing it's never a rewarded thing luffy doesn't exclaim oh man i've got a hundred billion dollar bounty no that's he, why to I beat he you. totally actually does he totally goes holy fucking shit that's why he cried at the end of dress rosa was like it went down and then it's like no yeah, Luffy. No, 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 but no, 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 but that's why it's treated petty. He doesn't go to Dolphaming and go, I have this much. That's why I beat you. But he, but when it goes down, he fucking cries and acts like it's the end of the world because it's a petty 
thing. They oh, yeah, make yeah, 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 fun yeah, yeah. of no, it. No, that, that, that's, but that, that's like they two different fun of things. It. That's like it's a marker of progress, but it's also a fucking joke. It's a very fun balancing act. In those two instances, yeah, but you gotta compare the fact. You gotta like consider the fact that like saying that to Don Do Flamingo means absolutely nothing. Saying it to his crewmates and everything, and making it a fun little competition on who has the highest one, especially where it's like for a bit. God fucking Usopp was like obviously the big thing. And it's like God Usopp was amazing. Yeah, Usopp had like I think I think Usopp has like one of the biggest bounties on the crew at this point. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah, it's not I don't think it's as high as like Zoro or anything. No, but it's still it's still fucking great. Yeah. Honestly, like the bounties are more like telling us like how the world sees them. It's like the most the yes. best, the absolute best example of usage with the bounties. Now, I, let's make this the last point, by the way, and get back to what the full thing, because, God, I fucking love One Piece. But the most interesting use of bounties that they ever did was with Sanji after Dressrosa, where it was, like, wanted alive. That yes, was, like, the I, best yeah, thing that, that they awesome. did. Yeah, that was awesome. It was. Yes, I agree. I get like I said, so that's why, that's why I claim that the bounty system isn't some boring power level thing. It's used very effectively, mostly as a joke. But also in a fun marker progress. Oh, yeah, but your point is too, it's also used to it's also a great piece of foreshadowing. My complaint is how the fandom views bounties and how it's always. What like, the fandom's fucking compared. stupid! The what all else fandom, is fucking all new? fandoms are stupid. It's well, well yeah, you, so you're complaining about the fandom? Oh my god, water is wet, Val. The fans are fucking stupid. No, I I, I guess my my point is more like, you know, I, I hate the people like it's the usual thing. I freaking hate it when people are, it's like Dragon Ball Z. I don't I don't watch One Piece and go, Oh, oh my god, speaking of Dragon Ball, I'm, you mentioned Dragon Ball, right? Oh my god, the fans are reeling right now. Why? They Dragon Ball fucked up so fucking hard. Why? So what happened? In Dragon Ball Super, they've been doing Bardock flashbacks. Bardock wished to one of the dragons, he wished on the Dragon Balls. That his fu that Goku would be fucking safe. So basically, he undid all of the tension in the past. Basically, Goku was wished to be invincible. Wait, wait, when, when, what, what? Exactly. No, the, in your Dragon confusion. Ball Super, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so in Dragon Ball Super, Super, but they haven't made Super. Oh wait, the manga. In the manga, okay, the manga, okay. the manga. Bardock wish on the Dragon Balls and like cryptically made his son invincible. He oh my they God. retroactively made Goku just a chosen one invincible motherfucker. Hold on for a moment. Can I say this? I have always fucking said that the original father, like, you know, Goku, Bardock, like, father of Goku, OVA, or whatever, that released back ages ago now, was the actual perfect way to do Goku's fucking family backstory. I think you know this. I don't know if we've talked about it. I have never yes. fucking liked Akira Toriyama's version of Goku's parents. Here's the thing. I like Super Broly. I like that movie. And I think that does that well. No, I liked it. But the thing about Toriyama's take on Bardock is such utter hypocrisy. Because he constantly talks about how he does not like how the anime treats Goku like a virtuous warrior like like a chosen one he literally uses these terms this describes his dissatisfaction with the anime then proceeds to do it 
with Bardock and Go Young Goku. He is he's a fucking hypocrite. I really don't like that either. I I've prefer, been saying for years that Dragon Ball is fucking version, trash. I prefer the version of fucking Bardock where he was like, looked at his son, what's his power scale? Eh, whatever. I'm not gonna have to fucking deal with him or anything because no Saiyan fucking does. That's why they're kind of a fucked up species and everything it's like that. It's so unfortunate that Bardock had such a cool OVA then proceeded to just fucking ruin. He is literally the source of everything that is now wrong with Dragon Ball. It always was wrong with it. He's just the channel. He's the avatar of Toriyama's just worst fucking decisions. I agree. I can't fucking stand it. No, I, I completely fucking agree. I always hated Dragon Ball, but now I have legit... Well, no, no, now no, no, it's, no, 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 no,
You gotta leave it alone. No, I would at least say Naruto is like, you know, kind of passed on the torch and they're doing shit like Naruto's lost the nine tails fox now. Because everyone was like, oh, Naruto's gonna die. Which he still might because they fucking implied it in he the won't. first chapter of Boruto. He won't, 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 he won't. He won't. I, he I don't won't. fucking know. They might. He I'd be okay with it if they did. But they killed off Kurama. And I remember even hearing about that and going, oh shit. That's actually a pretty good fucking move. But now I want to see what Naruto's story is of that because now he's a normal fucking person, which he has never fucking been. He'll get it back. He'll get it back in the grand finale of Boruto. I hope not because like I, I want things to be permanent in this shit. This is why Dragon Ball Z has never worked. Yeah, you've, got the thing, fucking, it, you've got fucking. You've got that revive people. It's not permanent <laughs> unless it ends. They've they've uh, true. It does. It is not permanent until it fucking ends. And if you don't let it end, nothing is permanent. Spider Man has died a million times. Superman has died a billion times. Goku. Will keep dying and coming back and getting more privileges until the fucking heat death of the fucking it universe. Make, no, you have no idea how accurate you were though a minute ago when you said that Bardock might actually be the core issue with like all of the problems that Toriyama has like added to Dragon Ball. Yes. This so man anyway, he's, he's, has he's originally the, he's has the gone. avatar. He's the avatar of Toriyama's decision. If, if Toriyama if Toriyama's worst decisions have a face it's Bardock's. It absolutely no because he's gone from Cold, veteran, semi kind of wanted to protect his fucking son in the planet a bit, but only because yeah, Freezer fucking backstabbed him. And he then he can't went. let it go. He cannot let go of the fact that somebody wrote Dragon Ball better than he did. But it's even worse that Dragon, than that, Ivan. Dragon Ball Z, the entire franchise sucks, and one OVA was better than anything he ever fucking did. Bardock has done and a he, million. And he, never, he never let that go. They heard, they listened to him. Bitch and moan and fucking subtweet the fucking anime and they said okay Toriyama we're gonna do it the way you want and they did it and he went fuck it's better than what I could do <sighs> it's, it's it's fucking sad because Bardock has like a million different origins on the way that he fucking I don't know was with Goku he, he's a fucking family man at one point he's he's wished on the Dragon Balls obviously he did the shit that he did in uh, uh Broly which was fine that was like fine i guess but i still want the fucking original ova and and he's gone back in time and shit and become the original super saiyan and fucking stuff do you remember that ova with the oh, I, I remember clearly because that was before super that was that was a big deal that happened that yeah was that a was a yeah, deal that, yeah that was back when dragon ball content like when uh, they were just like little ovas once in a while and they were big events yeah and when like battle of the gods came out even i was excited even i was like yes oh, that's because it was like cool. it's like wow it's been how fucking long yeah and then 2015 now, came it, it, it's, and... it's dragon ball is the fucking star wars god of damn. fucking anime manga you're so tired of it now it's the ncis of anime <laughs> and manga like star wars is the ncis of fucking quote-unquote cinema. Law and Order fucking special it's not, victims who, unit. It's not interesting anymore. It's fucking... It's ridiculous. Saturated. Let's... let's move. I, I'm Jeff. This anymore. is making me angry. Ivan, what do you think about the merger of Funimation and uh, Crunchyroll? Um, we, well, that's not the conversation I want to have. Oh, okay, because that's, that's happened. That's just business, okay? We all... We, if you want to listen about Monopolies, there's a thousand YouTube videos you can listen to, but... Getting back right before we leave on the news train, because this is supposed to be the oh, news oh, train. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. Good point. So the news train is the fact that what is relevant right now is Crunchyroll announced 
and has made a big point that they want to focus on in-studio talent. Yes. And that has caused a lot of controversy, but what doesn't cause controversy in the VA scene, all right? In the VA quote-unquote community. I, I will say this, it has caused controversy with everywhere but Texas, where I would say anyone within the vicinity of the Texas is pretty fucking happy. They've kept their, uh, yeah, I, there are guys I know who are usually very vocal about things, have been surprisingly quiet on this issue, which I go, that boot tastes very nice when you are comfortably in between the little the little grooves in the boot. That's the um, thing though, it's one of those things where you shouldn't be mad at the Texas talent, but it is yeah, annoying. Yeah, you leave the Texas talent out of it though. Don't leave them out of it. They were there. They're the ones putting their lives at risk still living in Texas. Because, my God, Texas is oh, a yeah. fucking nightmare right now. We don't need to address the news. This is a, a perennial annual thing. Texas is a shithole. I have so many friends moving out of Texas right now because they just can't stand it. Even, even though their VA careers are doing just fine, they're like, fuck it. I got union work in Cali. I will work remotely. I can't stand it here. And that has nothing to do with anime. That is just taxes the way it's run. But getting back on topic. So what's going on? Why, why, why is Crunchyroll doing this? Well, it's a monopoly. Who's challenging them? They can do whatever the fuck they want. Number two. Unions, they are avoiding unions because when you build widely like that, you get a lot of union talk. If you stay condensed and you stay in your in your right to work Texas, they can avoid union. It's unavoidable. Eventually, this will get unionized. That is the natural state of things. But right now, Crunchyroll is going to avoid it for as long as they can. They are going to drag their heels on this. There's also that's what they all do. That's what every company does. There's also the fact of the matter where, frankly, we, we already know this and we've known this for a long time. Funimation itself, obviously very Texas-based company, they've got all their studios there and they need to utilize those studios. And they want to use it. That, that, that's what I'm getting to because number three, tax deductions. They got a brand new studio. It's smaller than the original studio, but it's brand new, it's clean, it looks nice. They need to justify their tax deductions on that. They can't They can't justify the budget they put into that building and the tax deductions they demand if no one's using the fucking studio. So they're gonna use the studio, but now that gives me to point number four. And this is where I need to tell all the VAs to fucking take a breath. This has to do with in-house productions. Only productions that are done in-house at Crunchyroll. There are still subsidiaries. There are still outsourced studios that do not play by these rules. Val, you are li literally, after this podcast, you are literally going to log off and go do more remote work for yeah. anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and you are a remote voice actor. In fucking Why? England. In England. Why? Because you are a highly talented very well networked you keep your nose on the grindstone and you keep your fucking and you you just you just keep doing what you're doing because this is not everyone's general rule just because crunchyroll has a monopoly doesn't mean they are the only recording studio it takes a lot of studios to be the monopoly mm -hmm. crunchyroll is a corporation and they have one studio in their headquarters but how many studios construct and dub the anime that you're currently watching? 
it's a lot of studios yeah. and a lot of the studios still do remote work and they do not follow Crunchyroll's policies. So take a breath, everyone. Yes, a lot of work is definitely off the table, yeah. but it's not all gone and things keep expanding. There are new studios popping up every fucking night. Genuinely the and best they are still piece of advice doing remote. And the newest studios are still pushing for remote work. It's the hot topic. Hmm. They want it. But Val, yes, say your Gen piece. Genuinely the best piece of advice I can give anyone who actually watches this and like has that it is funny actually. I, I literally got asked on a YouTube like tutorial video on voice acting that I did seven years ago. When I was like, thank you for the tutorial. I really want to get into voice acting. Someone said, how's it going? And I really thought about it and I was like, it's actually going pretty great. It has gone great over the course of seven years. But here's the best piece of advice I can offer anyone who watches this that has any interest in getting into voiceover. The American market is not the end. If you are like me in somewhere like England or anywhere in the fucking world, fact of the matter is, what you should concentrate on if you're really serious about this. It's the mistake I have made, and I've learned from it. You need to work on building up a strong home market. Figure out who you need to talk to, what you need to do. Concentrate on the home. Do jobs at home, because guess what? That's where you live. That's going to be the best stuff. And frankly, America, Texas, a lot of these things, you're not really cared about. I've only realized recently... I have been kind of at a disadvantage for a really long time when I realized because I've been working for American companies pretty much exclusively, except for like a, a couple different ones in different countries. Um, I've done very little work in England with this kind of thing. I'm kind of suffering for it because it turns out there's paperwork that, frankly, when you're voicing the places out of the country that they're doing in there's more paperwork in those studios a lot of the time don't really want to bother with that it, it's too much effort why go through more effort when they can easily just get someone else for way less work basically um so seriously if you're listening again if you want to get into voiceovers concentrate on that home market if you yeah. can branch out to places like America, that's great. Because I've certainly done some pretty great stuff with that. But with the times of changing, again, 2020 to now, until like a month or two ago, was a golden age for remote recordings. Lots of people, as you know, Ivan, like myself, um, invested money in really top-notch home recording spaces. And it was pretty freaking great for a bit. But the ride is kind of dying It's kind down. of over. But yeah. also on top of that, something people who are trying to do home studios, mm -hmm. the standards are higher than ever. Oh, yeah. Like that, That's something I should say. Like, people talked about how remote recording made things more accessible. It Even the playing field, I don't think so. Briefly, it did when they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And then when Sony was giving out their cheap little packs to make sure My Hero Academia was still going. Yeah. Um, But... Now that now that things have calmed down and remote recording is still happening, the standards for remote recording are fucking ridiculous. They are pra I I've seen I've seen clients who ask for home studios that are more expensive and uh, more airtight than actual studios. Mm. And no, a yeah. lot of and a lot of my voice acting buddies will also agree on that. 
that the standards for remote recording are actually higher. So again, even because Val's talking about in his home country, a lot of Americans who are remote are complaining about this. Americans mm. too. Focus on your home market. Radio. Advertising. Marketing. Shit that you wouldn't think the, of. The you shit might, that yeah. you don't think is. Anime is so popular. Like, I understand Massive. the sheer popularity of anime and the booming industry that it is. It pays the least. We cannot stress this enough that it is fucking pennies and pizza money in the anime industry. Until it gets properly unionized, that's the way it's gonna be. But if you actually wanna make a fucking living in VO, genuinely focus on your home market. It will pay better. Be the big fish in the small, right now it is actually smarter to be the big fish in the small pond. Mm. You will get paid better. You will be the bastion of your little corner of the community. I would definitely it's say, better. as you said, anime is majorly popular. Here's the thing, Twitter does not fucking matter. If you're if you're a voice actor on Twitter, Twitter embellishes. it really seems like anime is like the big fucking thing. But I'm gonna Twitter, tell you something. Twitter and where the VA community congregates yeah. the most, they really embellish how big they make anime feel. Mm -hmm. But I know so many voice actors who do get anime work who are still embarrassed to be associated with anime. They shouldn't be. No. And it's not because it's anime, but it's because the industry is unfortunately so cheap right now. They're like, why should I have pride in something that pays me so cheaply? And that is a fair concern to have. Versus, but that being said, people who do voice acting, and normally, very easily, they do it because they love it. They mm. Basically, the people who do stick to anime exclusively do it because of pride. They love it. They love it. And that's why you got into it, Val. You fucking love anime. We, yeah. I love anime. But that being said, if you want to make a living and you're afraid of, of, for your opportunities in anime, you got to understand that that is not the end-all be-all. Yeah. There is so, There are vastly more opportunities and far in, in industries that incorporate voiceover that takes so much better care of their talent. Literally, I, I, so, I, I, we've and said and it before. oftentimes can be funner. I voiced in fucking a porn game, like a $2 million budget Kickstarter porn game. You know, yes. it's called Subverse. I'm not going to go into how much they pay me. It's not your business how much I got it's paid. It's no one's business. No one's fucking business. But let me tell you, I got paid. I can paid, assume it's better though. I got paid about 100% better than any anime recording that I've done. Exponentially better. And that's yeah. what I was talking about. So I was talking about the people who are embarrassed to say they're anime. So the people I know who are embarrassed to say they're an anime, they proudly proclaim they do porn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because it pays better. Hey there, Leroy here. Sorry to cut this episode short. We actually kept recording for some time after, but what we were discussing afterwards, um, after this point, is very private. It's very impolite to make that public. So we're to stop things here. Uh, just to summarize our points. Remote recording opportunities have been reduced, but not by much. Crunchyroll may be in the middle of establishing a duopoly, but there are still several studios who still offer opportunities for remote recording. And they are collaborators with Crunchyroll. That being said, anime English dubbing is not the end-all be-all of your voice acting opportunities. You should also be looking at commercials, video games, Western animation, because not only are there a greater number of opportunities, most of them just pay better. That's just the way it currently is.
Now, even though we were being a bit facetious and cracking some jokes in this discussion, we should um, hammer home the point that Val and I still very much love this industry. We are very passionate about it. That's why we bring it up. And that's why we also want to bring up some hard truths about it to you guys. That said, we are but one set of perspectives, one set of experiences about this industry. So only take what we say and equip it with your overall knowledge about the industry. Do not let it deter you. Stay passionate, keep working towards it if this is something you want to do. And if you have more questions and you want to keep adding more knowledge about this to, to your equipment there, I highly recommend the Voice Acting Club Discord. There are tons of working professionals there who are happy to help. As always, thank you so much for listening. Take care. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, Gooner Bear, and Fluffy Giggles McCool Kid. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.